Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host. And if you are not subscribed to Real Talk, Real Women podcast, videocast show yet, go right here, right now on the internet. Gemmasgem.substack.com slash podcast. Today, we have the honor of receiving Josette Diaz presence. She transforms women's lives through self-mastery as their guide and champion. She believes that knowing what your hot button issues are is a power move to rise above self-sabotage. She offers her system of self-mastery in her group program, Seasons of the Soul. Josette also offers one-on-one coaching, courses, workshops to guide you home to your inner voice, activate your wisdom, and experience more joy and rhythm in your intuition. Welcome, Josette. Thank you so much for being here today. Yes, thank you so much, Gemma. I'm glad to be here. All right, my first question. Imagine that our audience does not know you. How would you, in five, seven minutes, introduce your life journey, meaning the few mm-hmm. events that shaped who you are, typically the, the abuse you overcame that completely allowed you to stand in your truth, in your identity, in your power now? That's a very big question that I will put into a small amount of time for you. So I grew up uh, with two parents that were very young. My mother was 18 when she had me. My dad was about 23. And so there's not a lot of life experience being parents or, you know, adulting at that point in their lives. And so I was raised in a very codependent environment. And um, my parents got divorced when I was nine. And my mother remarried when I was 13. And that's when the environment was not just codependent, it was also abusive. So my stepfather uh, was my abuser from the time I was 13 until I was 18. And um, through that period of my teenagehood, um, I experienced um, a lot of manipulation, you know, I was groomed from the time I was 11 when he came into our lives. Uh, And then it started when I was 13. And it ended with him raping me when I was 18. So um, through that process of then having it come to light with my mother, um, I endured many other things after that, because my mother, you know, reconnected with my stepfather several years later when she knew what had happened to me. And so that was really devastating for me emotionally. And it was really, I think at that point that I started to really get serious about my healing. I had been going to therapy when I told my mother what was happening. She actually had asked me because my brothers had you know, drug addiction problems, because we were in this abusive environment. And um, so out of that place, I found a spiritual mentor that really helped me 
and guided me as well as therapy. So I did both at the same time, which I found super beneficial because working with a spiritual mentor helped me speed up my talk therapy in many different ways because I could address specific things. And um, there's a difference when you first are talking about what happened to you, you're still in that, that position of being a victim. And then you, when, when you move through that victim period where you're still very wounded, it's a very wounded uh, root chakra centered place to be in, right? You're, you're in this place of rawness and then you become a survivor when you start to heal. So that healing process makes, creates this survivorship where you're managing, you're coping, and you've learned enough to be able to have enough skill set to not fall apart every day, or you can start to talk about it without crying. And uh, that gets better and better. And then the more that you continue on that path of healing, you then become victorious. And I believe that that's the goal for any woman who has endured any type of abuse in this way, whether it's similarly um, relatable sexually, or if it's mental or emotional abuse, um, that we all need to get to that place where we can become victorious over what happened to us. And it's not about bypassing anything. You know, you have, you go through those steps. It's that you can't help, but um, feel it. The more times that you talk about it though, the easier it gets for you. So, um, once you're able to really move past that survivorship portion and become victorious, you've moved into a place of really starting to master your emotions. So that, I hope that I didn't like speed up too quickly there, but um, that is generally my story of how I got from where I was to where I am. This is so essential. Thank you so much for sharing. So that gives us an overview indeed of the kind of abuse you went through, the, the shift and how you evolved. Mm -hmm. Because healing is a journey, you have to peel the layer year yeah. after year after year. It feels like it's over, but it's not. <laughs> it's like, okay, we just have to continue, which is okay. Right. And when we become comfortable and we understand how being victorious means actually embracing mm -hmm. everything we are, everything we experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that, that allows us to be whole. Yes. And to love ourselves the way we are and not regret anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that that victorious space that you get to is a um, 
it's a conquering emotionally, right? It's not that you don't experience uh, small triggers that come up. It's that you have risen to a level emotionally that you can look at that with open eyes and allow the healing in your body to occur so that then you have this emotional healing as well and it becomes a mental um, healing. And that's what makes you victorious because you've reached that, that level in your healing journey that you no longer then are taken down or fall apart, which can happen in that survival stage and um, definitely happens consistently in the victim stage. So being victorious in my mind is like a very uh, centered space emotionally that you've risen to. And that, that takes work and consistency and focus. Yes. <laughs> I said I wasn't muted. Yeah, absolutely. That place of being unwounded, meaning that there is a scar with yes. beautiful skin mm -hmm. and it stays sensitive in some level because it's a new skin that right. you had to put on. And we, we, we know that in the body, but it is exactly the same thing in the soul. Mm -hmm. And it really takes a lot of years and habit to have this new skin become strong enough and right. comfortable enough and elastic enough as well. So flexible enough mm -hmm. to go through the motions of life without even noticing it. Yes. And that's a really good point that you make. It's not just um, uh, a wound that you have in the body. It's a soul wound, which is like a psychic wound. Right. And so that takes like a, a different type of healing. Um, you journey through your body to that healing. And once you have that um, ability to emotionally regulate yourself, when things come up, it helps shift the energy of that soul wound, that psychic wound. And you can actually begin to psychically heal so that the triggers become less and less. Uh, and that is it's a combination of both, right? It's energetic and it's physical and mental and emotional. So um, those are those pieces that really can transform you so that you are impacted by what happened in the past on a daily basis. And it still can come up years and years later and you'll go, oh, wow. I didn't even realize that I behaved or reacted this way because of this incident that happened years and years and years ago that I've worked on so hard to heal and I've healed. And yet there could be little like um, energy out in the ether, you know, that comes to you occasionally and that you get to work on a little deeper. And that's all it is. If you keep that mindset that it's um, just one more layer for you to 
get to heal and that healing. And for me, at least my experience has been that that kind of healing is a little easier. It's not as dramatic or traumatic to you because you've done so much work. You've become victorious over the, um, the trauma. Definitely. It's, it's, I mean, I really appreciate how you have, how, how you have mastered the concept of self-mastery. Okay. We understand that because you really know how to put the right words on it so that it can really resonate deep, deep with uh, the people who enjoy your guidance who want to work with you, who want to walk in your footsteps because you walked it before them. So that they know absolutely with certainty that you know the past, you've been on it for a while. Yes. So what is in your season of the soul program that you already know that you want people to know about? Mm. Um, one thing I'd like to just mention before I go into that is that um, one of the, the things that has helped me along the way and has led me towards self-mastery has and is part of the drive and the passion that I have around self-mastery and working with women is the generational uh, history of all the women in my family that didn't have a voice, either out of the social um, situations they lived in or their family situations. It's not something that people talk about. We don't talk about incest. We don't talk about childhood sexual abuse. In fact, if you looked around the world and you just watch television, there's all these little silent messages that support it in different ways. And um, so this is part of my drive. And out of becoming um, a guidance champion for women to transform their lives through self-mastery, I've taken all of the tools from all of my spirit, spiritual mentoring, all of the courses upon courses that I've taken and the certifications that I've done. And I've put them into seasons of the soul so that women can have the opportunity to slow down, listen deeply and connect within. And those are the three, um, the three secret wisdoms that I've found through self-mastery that are the foundation and they're the foundation of my program, Seasons of the Soul. So in a nutshell, what Seasons of the Soul does for you is it allows you to surrender. So we're using the seasons as archetypes to represent the different areas of that journey. And you can use this model for anything. It can be used for change. It can be used for relationships it can be used to make decisions and you can be in one season in your personal life while you're in one season in your professional life 
And most of us have experienced that, you know, we, we're really great at our jobs and we don't have communication issues yet in our personal life. It's a different story. And that's pretty normal for a lot of people. So this allows you to use this in different aspects of your life and using each season as an archetype, it gives you a guide to follow as you slow down and you listen deeply and you connect within. So you have your winter where it's a period of um, inspiration and then you move into your spring, which is a moment of gathering that leads you directly into summer where it's action. And then you start to feel that nudge of fall. We all go through this, right? Where you start to feel like, oh, I just really want to have like a nice yummy latte and put on a sweater. <laughs> and that's your autumn when you start to want to slow down again. And that gives you the opportunity to edit and to look back and to set boundaries. And so each of the seasons um, have their own set of tools and exercises that guide you through this process. And so it's a six month program that really um, brings you into that slowing down space within you so that you can hear that inner voice. And this allows you to really identify your own rhythm. And that's what the slowing down is about. And then listening to your, your intuition, that inner voice. So your rhythm and your intuition are somewhat connected. Your rhythm, though, gives you the feeling of where to move. And your intuition is what you hear with that inner ear. And then connecting in with your heart is where you then start to live from a heart-centered space where you conduct your life with love. And so this is all of what I have learned along my journey through moving from victim to victorious. And um, I really put everything that I teach into practice and I use it in my daily life which makes you a perfect mentor because you experienced it yourself and you keep on experiencing it yourself because you keep on using these tools and keys, real diagnostic tested solutions that you are experiencing every day. And this is what you give forward to those who really connect deeply with you and with themselves. Yeah. Mm. I think it's amazing. I think it's such a beautiful offering and it's, it's, it's so needed. I know that lots of people, they have heard about meditation. They have heard about listening to their intuition. They have heard about the power of prayer, but to really slow down and listen mm -hmm. and connect and do that actual spiritual mm -hmm. work reconnecting with our own spirituality meaning our yeah. own spirit in the spirit world it does not even mean religion it may mean religion but it's not right it's really how do we move forward spiritually mm -hmm. because we still are spiritual being having a human experience for a few decades sometimes a lot right. of decades but i mean it's yeah. it's still just a while and that's mm -hmm. it and it stops 
but it actually just stops in the body, it doesn't stop in the spirit, it just yeah. continues. So all the work we do for understanding and embracing and connecting mm -hmm. to our inner voice, inner wisdom, intuition, right. inner goddess, mm. this is something that we take along when we pass away. Yes. This is something that sticks with us forever for the real eternity, the mm. ones that we experience beyond that life. Yeah. Yeah. This is why it's so important as a work. It really is. And I think that um, for so long, we've been so distracted by so many things that happen in the world and we really absorb the input that we get from society and what we're, we're told the way things should be. And that word should <laughs> comes in. And um, without having self-examination and really getting right within our soul and in our heart, if we don't do that, then we won't change anything. And I know that you know this as a healer, that what you focus on expands. You know, a lot of us have heard this. And if you doubt it, give yourself a, um, a little experiment and focus on something that you really want in your life. And I have a, a beautiful tool that I'd like to offer if we have time for. Go ahead, please go ahead. So this, I, I received this tool from a mentor of mine. And um, so you, every morning before I touch my feet on the ground, and I use this tool when I'm going through hard times. So that's the intention for it. And I will imagine a bubble, just an imaginary bubble. And in it, I'll place a couple of words. And I use words because they're easier for my mind to recall. So maybe that day, what I'm needing is like some inspiration. I want some joy. And so I'll put inspiration and joy in my bubble. And then I apply a color to it. So I just allow the color to come. So the first thing that comes to my mind is orange and blue. So then I see these colors like smoke kind of mix into the bubble. And then I go, okay, inspiration and joy. And then I toss the bubble out to the universe and I allow it to just be received up there. It just floats away. Then as I go through my day, and I'm at the grocery store or at the gas station, I'll see the color orange or I'll see blue. And I'm reminded, maybe not instantly, yet I will be reminded of those two words and what I focus on. And before I know it, I'm reacting differently in my environment because I'm focused on these two words that are what I'm looking for more of. And because I've given it that intention, I will see it more often throughout my day. And that begins to shift my emotion. And when I'm shifting my emotion, it's shifting my mindset. And so I start to interact differently. I then have a um, opportunity to slow it down internally. 
So slowing down is never really about slowing down your activity necessarily. It's an internal slowing, that beauty of, of being able to connect with yourself by listening in. So that's a tool that I love to use and um, it helps my clients a lot too. Yes. The only thing that is needed for that tool to work is actually do it. Yes. Always do it. It's not difficult. But actually, I know it may be difficult to overcome your own distraction, your own fear to connect, your own emotions. Yes. But the, the truth is that when you implement and you just dare to do it. Right. And when you're in moments of, of trauma and intense healing, you know, that's a very scary, scary place to be. And this is where this tool came in to help me because I was in a very scary place at the time that my mentor gave it to me. And it helped me shift out of that scary, fearful place because it gave me something else to focus on. It gave me light to look at rather than all the darkness that I was feeling because I woke up in fear every day. And yes, doing it is, is half the battle. And you can put a little reminder on your phone. That's a helpful way to remind yourself to do it. You just have to not ignore the reminder. (laughs) So yeah, it does, it does take your focus. And so I guess, ask yourself, how badly do you want that? Totally understand that. It is essential and it is real. And I'm very, very grateful that this is where you lead people. This is how you you love your clients. I do. Yeah. This is how. By implementing, by daring, by doing, by being in mm. connection yes with your higher self with your inner self life is good yes and i and um i call myself a guidance champion because i want the women that i serve to arrive at a place for themselves where they begin to rely on their own inner voice and so that is, that is always my intention is to champion them to the place that they arrive and um, feel the victory in their life. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Rosette, it has been a delight of the soul to listen to you. I'm really appreciative. I know our audiences as well. And knowing that you bring such peaceful inner connection and embracing all the seasons of the soul during the healing journey and beyond, during our victorious journey, which is beyond and super important as well, because it never stops. That is priceless Mm. and timeless. Thank you, Gemma. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Gemma. You are welcome. And I look forward to having you again. We are preparing something. So stay tuned. Something else is coming up. 
Awesome. Thank you very much. Have an amazing day, Josette. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.